Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are doing, we are reviewing a new release movie, believe it or not. Uh, we're reviewing Scoob. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Uh, so we're still, you know, theaters aren't open properly. Uh, and even if they were, who knows what release schedules would be. So here we are. We're going to review the digital release of Scoob. This is actually one that was kind Ooh. of on our short list for power rankings, but ended up getting cut um, mm-hmm. for, you know, reasons. But before we get any further, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Again. Okay, cool. Of the week. Yeah. All right. There you go. There it, is. Well, it worked. All right. Yeah, Michael, I assumed you were going to go first because you started. I did. I did. Well, see, I'll like, tell you nah, what happened. I'm play it off. What happened is that I, I, I messed up. I was reading something at the same time. And I just, I just lost it. It was no good. You right. You right. Yeah, you know how, you know how we do. I mean, we can't have we it be do. good one week and then, but then we gotta set that. We gotta keep that expectation. When up. was That's it just, good? Well, I know this week is what. It's <laughs> like. if, if it was oh, good okay. this week, then we just then the next week would have to be good too. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's never been good. It hasn't been good since Ron did the the first time. Oh yeah, that's everything. Yeah, that was like the uh, yeah. That's years old. Most deaf, most deaf. All right. Uh, anyway, pickles. 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 Uh, my, my, my pickle of the week is uh, Dungeons and Dragons Infernal Tides number three, written by Jim Zub from IDW Publications. Uh, these comics are always a lot of fun. This is a very short week. I don't know if we said that already. This is a very small week. This is the first week that Diamond is returning to shipping comics. Um, so there's no Marvel. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of DC and a handful of everything else. Um, to give a little bit of insight, um, every week when, when I go to pick up comics from the UPS hub, I typically am picking up six boxes of comics, and this week we are getting, uh, and those boxes are typically around 40 to 50 pounds. This week we are getting one 18-pound box, so that'll give nice. you a nice, a yep. nice uh, barometer there. So I'm picking D&D by Jim Zub, and uh, these books are always fun because in the back, there's always uh, character sheets, playable character sheets of the characters in the book. So it's very cool. That's super dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. And I like Jim Zub, so that's cool. Ronnie Boy. So I'm picking a new number one. Whoa. Uh, from Image. It's called Ludocrats. Luda. It's uh, one of five. Uh, it's by Karen Gillen and uh, Jeff Stokely. So that's cool. Chiron. Gillian. Gillian, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm super excited. This is a book I was looking forward to uh, pre-COVID. So. Right. Well, was this supposed to come out earlier, and then, or was, or was this that I don't remember? Because every anything pre-COVID, I don't remember. It's all gone. So, I know. Same yeah, it's here. all gone. All left. Someone was asking me like, "Oh, what was the last twenty like, eight years of my life? I don't remember. It's so. all gone. I only remember quarantine and on. Yeah, most deaf, most deaf. Yeah, yeah. Dylan. My pick is Stargirl by Jeff Johns, trade paperback. Ooh. Okay. That comes out this week, right? Y'all already have that out? Yes, it comes out this week. Okay, cool. It is a big, complete collection. It's got like 18 issues in it. Um, I read a few of them a long time, like random issues, but I'm excited to read the whole thing. I watched the TV show today, and the first episode, and I thought it was really good. And, uh, oh, cool, that's, that's a weekly thing, right? Yeah, I don't so know. First, first one was I don't okay. like this release schedule. Hmm. Um, What's weekly? The TV show? Yeah. Oh. 
That's stupid. Yeah, that's that's wild. Um, but uh, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. Uh, it also helps us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So do us a favor and please go do it. Um, you got nothing else to do. Yeah, seriously. What else are you doing? You're, I'm, well, you're going to bars, apparently, starting when, Ron? You were just telling Friday. me? Friday. Mm, that's no the good. Don't do, Don't do that, y'all. Coronavirus. You know people about the <laughs> Coronavirus. You know, I'm scared. No people scared. about to be all about in the in the bars. I mean, I'm on the the Houston subreddit, uh, and there was a post of some restaurant that was getting around the seating restrictions because they had patio seating, and it was, you know, I, I guess like outdoor seating is different than the 25 percent capacity. Oh, so Jesus. just a video of like a hundred people sitting on the patio, no masks. I'm like this is. Jesus, mm-hmm. y'all gonna die. People out here, it's terrible What's wrong with these people. And uh, another good subreddit for people to go check out, I would recommend Covidiots. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is uh, people being foolish about uh, masks and other things. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, the one from today was uh, that I saw was uh, a business um, refusing and people to come in their business if you were wearing a mask. So you had to take your mask off if you. I'm to sorry. <laughs> what now? Yes, it was in Chicago. Jeez. Wild, that is wild, boy. Um. Anyway, um. Events. Uh. I'll do mine first. Um. We had Keyforge this past week. It went very well. Thank everybody for for coming out to that. This week we're doing it again, and we are going to be doing a Call of the Archons sealed. That is the first set. I have enough decks to run one more sealed. Uh, and that's it. And they're we they are not making any more of that set. So once I'm out of these, they're gone forever. Uh. So make sure you get into that sealed if you can. This will have already been announced on our Discord by then, but it hasn't been announced of me recording this. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And speaking of our Discord... Let's still do that online, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely All online. Right. I mean, that's I don't that. expect this to go back to person until, like, July, realistically. Um, or later. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's impossible to know at this point. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you want to join in our Discord, it's not just for gaming. We do... Uh, Talk a, there's a there's a whole comic channel that's going on right now. People are talking about New Fifty Two Flash for some reason. Um, and anyway, so you can find that link to our Discord in uh, our Twitter bio, and our Twitter is BRC Uncanny, and our Instagram is Uncanny Universe, and our Facebook is also Uncanny Universe. Uh, and that's all our I TikTok. have. For our TikTok, our uh, our Venmo is Captain Howdy One Hundred One. Hey man. He's gonna throw our only there, fans. Our, our only fans. <laughs> when are we gonna get an OnlyFans? That's what we need. That's what we really need. Surprise! You made that joke. All right. <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want. That's where our live sales are gonna be next. <laughs> <laughs> On OnlyFans. <laughs> only for fans, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Speaking of live sales, our Patreons. Oh. Our next one is on Wednesday. Uh, today, tonight. What? Sorry. Yep. I don't know. Tonight. I don't know where we are or what day it is. Live um, sale. Yeah, you guys haven't heard about this before. I have not. We got a bunch of cool comics this time. They've been getting better every week. Um, Kevin at 1960 picked up a bunch of CGC signed modern books. Oh, yeah, spring, sorry. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, and um, so there's a bunch of cool ones going up, signed by Stan Lee, stuff like that. Oh, really? Um, that's yeah. A, it would be, that's exciting. 
That's very exciting. Sorry, my computer just made a really weird sound. I didn't, it didn't happen on our end, so you're you didn't good. hear it. it okay, cool. Not. Um, that's cool. And that's at seven o'clock on Facebook, seven p.m. Central on Facebook. Yeah, seven p.m. You got to go on the main Galleria area store. It's just Bedrock City. It doesn't say Galleria or anything, and that's where you can comment. You can watch from any page, but if you're commenting on another page, you can't see it. So, or we can't see your comments trying to claim a comic, you know. So, if you want to claim something, you got to comment on the main page. Okay. Word. I wish it would display like at the top. It used to when people would go live. It would go up, up at the top where you have like the the stories or whatever. Does yeah, it still do that? It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. Anyway. They change. They have different rules for like every week for uh, live yeah. video. I know a little bit about it because my dad, uh, who, who, for those that don't know, my dad's a priest. Uh, he works for uh, a hospice, but he also does services for a church in Hempstead, I think. One, Hempstead or Humble, I don't know, one of the age cities. Um, and they're obviously on lockdown, but he's been doing uh, the services on Facebook Live and I had to help him set that up. And that was... Uh, tricky just because of the way facebook live works and technology and you know all that type of stuff so it sucks because i'd like to do it on like twitch or youtube or like something else but we don't have like the built-in followers anywhere else you know so we're kind of stuck with and facebook doesn't allow more than um 720p unless you're a gamer for some reason like if you're doing games it'll let you do 1080 i don't get that but whatever it's been working out it's fine okay Interesting. And Ron's going to be on this episode. Oh, is he? Right, Ron? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. that's confirmed. You, you got to hear from you. Heard it here first, you, folks. We did talk Ron about heard it. it here first. <laughs> Ron heard it here first. We talked. Yeah, we right. talking about it, trying to get us all involved on there. Be- I do it right now. That's, that's what I want. We got all the image image trades. Let's do the game I, one. Let's go. Let's we got to talk, fam. Do the uncanny one. How, these shows are. That's two what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, we just do a candy one at that point. Are they two they're, hours or one hour? They're two hours. Oh, well, then you do an hour of graphic novels and an hour of gaming. Let's go. No, no, no. It'd be like 10 minutes of graphic novels. <laughs> wow. No, I can talk about graphic novels for Yeah, I know you can, but like, hard. whatever. We'll talk about this yeah. later. Yeah. yeah. No, no, this is the time to workshop it. This is the yeah, do it now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, what I done did. Uh, Anybody got a good what I done did? Anybody no. staying home? No. Okay. I got nothing. Um, I, I don't have a what I done did. I have a what I done got. What I done got. Uh, I do have one. I forgot. But okay. Ahead. What you done did? What you done did? Uh, me and the Watch Boys uh, had a double feature night the other night. So that was cool. What'd you watch? Uh, we watched Akira. Yeah. Nick hadn't seen Akira. And then oh. we watched the original Predator. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Okay. Because uh, Javi hasn't seen the original Predator. <laughs> so wow. There you go. Okay. How'd that? Yeah. Go? It was like a long night. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it wasn't too long. It's we probably hung up for like. It three surprises and a half me hours. that Nick hasn't seen Akira. That seems like a Nick movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick doesn't care about anime. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's he's what more of you want? than anything. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Interesting. Because I mean, yeah. I like was, Akira a lot. It was a, it was a good night. Okay. Cool. Good night. You do that at someone's house? Yeah, Nick's house. Word. Um, yeah. So my what I done what I done got is uh, I'll do a quick plug for this wrestling company. Uh, there's this UK wrestling independent company called Riptide Wrestling. 
wearing their hat right now, which is only relevant to the to Ron and Dylan. Um, but either way, they're this UK company. They're really cool. They're pretty new, um, and they are self-described as cinematic independent pro wrestling. Um, and it's amazing. I'll have to post a clip or something because it's really crazy to watch because it's filmed with like really high res high res cameras and um it just looks like a wrestling scene in a movie and not watching regular wrestling um and it's really good so i found them during the quarantine and i decided to order a hat from them and i left a note in the order comments about how you know i think you guys are great blah 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 and so along with the hat they sent me two stickers a pin and a handwritten note telling me to Michael, thanks for supporting or for spreading the word, and welcome to the Rippy family. So, oh, you can so rip cool. on, yeah. So go check out Riptide Wrestling. They have a bunch of free stuff on uh, on YouTube. They also have a streaming service, as everybody does. Um, but definitely worth checking out if you want to see some pretty wrestling. Um, word, word. Yeah, but that's 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 it. I haven't done anything else. Been been playing Vampire the Masquerade on Discord. That's great. That, that's it. But let's get into the news. Um, Tenet director Christopher Nolan looks set to make a lot of money from box office takings. Um, in Deadline's report about Tenet possibly being delayed as a result of COVID-19, it's mentioned that Nolan has 20% of no- – oh, this is why he cares. Nolan has 20% of Tenet's first <laughs> dollar gross, meaning he stands to make a huge amount of money from the hundreds of millions of dollars uh, a release like this is bound to make with a theatrical run. Um, it's studio- all clear now. Yeah, right. Uh, and makes a lot more sense. Um, Studio Insider believes that if Tenet is delayed, we won't see new movies in theaters until Christmas. Okay, wow. Um, studio executive Gabe Itch uh, weighed in. You heard me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Got him. Oh, you got me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. All right, well done. All right. A studio executive weighed in on the fallout of Tenet potentially being uh, delayed and believes that I can't even keep doing this. Um, If Tenet doesn't come out or doesn't succeed, every other company goes home. It's no movies until Christmas. So the quote is real, I guess. Right. (laughs) The the article said like a unnamed studio executive or something Uh, like that. Not Gabe. And that's the only one. So you don't have have to walk on eggshells around names anymore. That's, That's the only one, I promise. This is that's like I that's gotta be the first time you like got me, got me, right? I don't I've tried like yeah. four times, I feel like. This is you the first time. Tried for sure, yeah, See, yeah. You know, you did it right. It's not in the bold headline, it's in the body of the article. That's that true. that's that's where you won. Because normally I, I I I can catch it when it's in the, the title. Are you gonna cut that out or no you you can leave it in? It's no, a name. It. It's a name. Gabe Itch. <laughs> that's what it's, it's Gabriel. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> uh, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will be pushed to December if Tenet does wind up being delayed. This is, what's this based on? Um, as things stand, Tenet is still set to hit theaters July 17th. No, it's not. Um, there's a decent chance it will end up being delayed, and if that happens, it will most likely uh, impact the rest of Warner Brothers' 2020 tentpole releases. According to a new report from Deadline, the studio will require at least 80% of the, of the world's theaters to open, including those in New York, LA, and San Francisco, uh, for Tenet to make its scheduled July bow. Um, this would allow Christopher Nolan's sci-fi thriller to release in 3,500 domestic theaters and over 30,000 screens worldwide. 
if that doesn't happen, Tenet will move to the Wonder Woman's uh, 1984's August 14th spot, pushing Patty Jenkins' DC Comics sequel to an undisclosed date in September. So what does this mean for Dune? Uh, That's also WB in December. Oh, is Is that going to be pushed back too? Oh, yeah. yeah, Dune's not coming out. That needs to be a December movie, though, I feel like. Yeah, totally. I don't want it to be like in February now or January or something. Oh, it, you know? it, oh man, if it was a February movie, that'd be the worst. It would just die. Do you think they'll push it to a summer movie? I, don't I know. guess I'd rather that. I'd rather wait for it to have a real chance. And if the option is fail. February or December 2021, do you? Well, what would you do? December 2021. Just wait another year. I mean, why not? That's tough. I don't know. Have you started the, wait. the book yet, Dylan? No. Okay. Neither have I. Neither have I. I mean, I've read it. <laughs> I'm reading it. Whoa. I'm going to read it too. I'm going to read it too. Uh, I mean, I've already read it, but I would like to read it again before this movie comes out. But maybe I'm going to wait until we find out a little bit more about this. Either way, um, I guess that really does kind of suck if Tenet gets delayed, which it's most assuredly going to get delayed. Yeah, it definitely will. There's no I feel way. I like that- it's like a 90% chance at this point, you know? Yeah. It's. <laughs> Anyone who is Christopher Nolan is holding out a fool's hope that this movie is going to get released in- until we hit tomorrow. That the movie theaters are open next week, so you know. Well, it can play here. Like actually open, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't at know. least maybe if they do open, if it's the first movie, there won't be any other movies, and it can play on like every screen in the theater. You know? Oh, that's true. And then they could do twenty five percent capacity, and you're all you know not doing that. It. I mean, they yeah, could. I don't know. Or at least half. I mean, who knows? Because it, Texas won't care. In a week, I'm sure no. it'll be 100% capacity. Governor yeah. Greggy will tell COVID to get out by then. <laughs> it won't. I mean, he'll declare victory. <laughs> yeah. Um, AMC theaters may end up being acquired by Amazon, according to, new, to a new rumor. Um, now, though, a new rumor oh, – well, well, this is awkwardly worded. Um, <laughs> a new rumor shared by the Daily Mail claims that Amazon could be, considered, uh, could be considering buying AMC. Uh, given the chain's current financial situation and the fact that Amazon is thriving right now, this would make sense. Uh, and the company did previously attempt to acquire Landmark Theaters before losing out to Cohen Media Group. Needless to say, this would be a game changer and something likely to further close the gap between the theatrical and streaming worlds. Now this makes sense because, um, well, not necessarily because, but the last time when we went to go see bloodshot and maybe even a little before that, I remember seeing ads for prime video releases like prime, prime video exclusive content in a, I was like, this is crazy to me. Like, I mean, I guess advertising dollars is advertising dollars. I'm not going to turn anything sure. down. However, I feel like Prime Video is a direct competitor to AMC. Right. Yeah. Don't they have that, the one, like the commercial telling you to be quiet? And it's like stitched together a bunch of Amazon shows and they're like, you know what I'm talking about? Isn't no. it? Like Fleabag and Carnival Row and stuff like that. I don't remember that. Maybe. It's been so long since I've been to a theater, dude. I don't remember. It's been years. When but... was the last time? Was it, when was, when was uh, Bloodshot? End of February. February. Right? It was yeah. early February. Dang. Was it early February? Like mid-February. Because I remember... So what's gonna... Yeah, I remember it was like real touch and go. Like here, real... yeah. Right? I remember like we were maybe not even going to go see Bloodshot, right? Because that was like the week before theaters closed down. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, right? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um, but like, so, what is our mean? AMC? Is our AMC A list going to be like Prime now or something? 
I would actually be okay with that. Like if if A list gets rolled into Prime, and just oh, that'd be amazing. The Amazon juggernaut continues to dominate the world. Like I mean, there's no turning back at this point. Amazon, just give in. It's Amazon, Google, and Facebook. That's it. That's. <laughs> they if AMC it. gets it though, it's gonna be it's gonna be more. It's gonna be like twenty five bucks or some nonsense. I can already maybe. tell you, or like thirty or something. Or maybe it'll be like it. an add-on. Yeah, like an add-on. Like you can choose to get your A list for maybe five, like ten dollars a month or something, instead of the fifteen. Was it fifteen now? Something like that. We're, I don't know what we're paying. It's worth it because we save our money on it for sure. We do. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I don't know. Is is this a bad thing? If AMC, I don't know. Maybe Amazon? they clean it yes. up. <laughs> I mean, but see, yeah, I guess so. But maybe that would bring a little bit more oversight to AMC theaters because they're so vastly different. Because you can get some that are very nice and then you get Dunvale, you know? <laughs> like, and and I don't know. There seems to be sort of no real plan for AMCs, you know? Consistency. Uh, yeah, zero. Like the first Colony Theater that uh, we've got that's over by my store used to be kind of dumpy it started out being very nice and then it was then they got a it was then it was like a big dump for a number of years and now it's really nice it's got a huge upgrade and it's really nice inside and i just need regal to come in and buy amc yeah <laughs> or like another another movie like star cinema grill or one that cleans and like cares about stuff you know yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, you just, I mean, I, I pick. You, just need, you just need someone to buy Dunvale is what you need. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah so. the other ones can survive. It's the fine. the one Dunvale. by your house. Yeah. I just need luxury recliners at the theater by my house. That's all I want. That's my agenda. Right. Well, luxury recliners by your house and part of a subscription plan. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to keep, but I want to keep my Dolby Atmos, which is specifically AMC and not Regal. Uh, right. So I need, I want to like mix and match, choose your own theater kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe one day we'll get to the point where we just have the multiplex rather than being 24 AMC screens. It is the sure. theaterplex. And then, like, you know, this is the Regal Wing and this is the. You pick your, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Phil Lord and Chris Miller tapped to direct Ryan Gosling's Project Hail Mary adaptation. Variety is reporting that the Academy Award winning duo of Lord and Miller, Spider-Man of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 21 and 21 Jump Street, have been tapped to direct the and produce MGM's upcoming film adaptation of The Martian, author Andy Weir's next sci-fi novel Project Hail Mary, which I should probably read, um, which has uh, two-time Academy Award nominee Ryan Gosling uh, attached to star and produce. Plot details are scarce, but the film is described as solita- as a solitary tale of an astronaut uh, on a spaceship who has been tasked with saving the planet. Okay. Is that cool. book out? I don't know. Why are pro- plot details scarce if it's based on a book? That's a- Oh, it's not out yet. The book's not out. Okay. Oh, well, that makes sense. That's why I haven't read it yet. Okay. Well, we'll read it when the movie comes out. Um, I mean, cool. Um, I- that sounds... Kind of similar to Moon, the uh, Sam Rockwell movie. Um, I don't. It's gonna be more basic though, right? It's gonna be more Marcini, I feel like, right? You think so? Yeah, probably. A a comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen Moon? Yeah, I love and um, I love Moon. Oh man, what was it? What's the sequel's name? There's a sequel. 
Yeah. No. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, the sequel is called Mute. Mute. Yeah, look at that. It's look not good. That. It was a Netflix exclusive. Oh, well, okay. It, oh, it says, uh, Wikipedia says it's a spiritual successor to Moon. So, all right, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, okay, I've never cool. seen it. <laughs> so there you go. It's good. It's really slow. Mm-hmm. But in a good way. Um, DEG's Watched at Home Top 20 list revealed for the week of May 14th. DEG is Digital Entertainment Group or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, for the for the week of May 14th, here is Watched at Home Top 20. I'll do whatever. I'll just go do down. 10. Uh, Bloodshot. Bad Boys for Life. Bloodshot is still number one? So Bloodshot <clears throat> recently moved from, remember the $30 or the $20 rental? Yeah, yeah. Like it recently moved to like you can purchase it now for I think 25, you know? Wow. Yeah. So there's, there's two phases of movie releases now, the rental and then the purchase. That's crazy. Annoying. To me. I mean, cause bloodshot is terrible, but I mean, okay. Get it. <laughs> Get it. Bloodshot. All right. Number one is bloodshot. Bad boys for life. Sonic the hedgehog. Jumanji, the next level. Star Wars, rise of Skywalker. I still believe, I don't know what that is. Um, oh, is that that movie with the Archie in it? Yeah. Okay. JJ um, Apa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Gentleman, uh, Birds of Prey, Doolittle, 1917, Little Women, Arkansas, The Call of the Wild, Gretel and Hansel, Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, Underwater, Rick and Morty, Season 4, Like a Boss, hey. Knives Out, and The Way Back. <laughs> Look at all these bad. I mean, there's like a few good ones in here. Yeah. I mean, this is like a list of like stinkers, I feel like. Like, COVID. Is really helping out these bad movies. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, I was out. We watched in theaters. Nineteen Seventeen. We watched. So like, nobody cares to watch it at home right now. Cause... There's some like December movies, like Little Women, Nineteen Seventeen. Yep. Knives Out. But things like yeah. under. Not saying they're bad, but things that underperformed, like Underwater and Yeah, absolutely. Underwater. Bad Boys and Sonic and Bloodshot and Jumanji, like. They're thriving. I feel like you, you know? know who was in uh, was talking to me about Underwater. I w- I had a discussion about Underwater earlier in the week um with uh one mark nelson uh, oh he wow. in, yeah he came into sugarland uh to hang out and talk for a little bit and we're he he and i always talk about movies and stuff um you might recognize mark nelson he was on the live sale last weekend or last week um yeah he drew some sketches for people and signed some alien books yeah. he might do he that did, again soon, so. yeah he does some great art and he always comes in and talk to me talks to me about movies and monster movies and he goes you know what movie was really good it had Kristen Stewart in it, and they were underwater. I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> uh, I was, and I didn't remember what the movie was called either. And then it's like, oh, it's called Underwater. How about that? I like that movie. It's, it's underrated. It is. I agree. It's not good. I don't want to. I don't want to like put it over too hard and say it's. You know, this is good. I mean, it's surprisingly decent. It's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's surprisingly like, hey, you know, this movie should be terrible, and it's not. I was mad because like my dad watched it like he logged into my account you know and right. um oh, i'm sharing my bad and uh <laughs> and he said he fell asleep and he didn't finish it and i was like wow. Whoa. it's a good movie when was it slow that movie was fast yeah, from it the was packed from like the beginning yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. um mad max furiosa officially confirmed to be back in development charlie's theron will not be back uh while furiosa will be synonymous with charlie's theron uh, it looks like she won't be back for the upcoming prequel as George Miller is actively searching for a younger actri- actress to take over the part. 
quote, for the longest time, I thought we could just use CG de-aging on Charlize, but I don't think we're nearly there yet. Despite the valiant attempts on the Irishman, uh, I think that there's still an uncanny valley. Everyone is in is on the verge of solving it, particular Japanese video game designers. Uh, but there's still a pretty wide valley, I believe. Shots fired at Gemini Man. Yeah. I mean, he's right, though. Yes, like, I've is. never seen it done perfectly before. No. Like, that's I my one complaint with Blade Runner 2049. You know, right. when um, What's-Her-Face came oh, out. Sure. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ooh, that doesn't look right. Um, so I feel like good, good on him for yeah not doing the easy. That's the easier thing to do, I feel like, you know? Put some dark yeah, dots on her face and just fix it in post. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jody Comer um, confu- uh, confirmed to be in the running to play Furiosa, Mad Max Fury, in Mad Max Fury, Wo- Fury Road prequel. Excuse me. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we know that George Miller is indeed planning a Fury Road prequel that will focus on the young Furiosa. And it's now been confirmed that Killing Eve's Jody Comer uh, is in line to play the character. Back in March, a rumor did the rounds that uh, she might be in line to play Furiosa, and the Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter is now confirming that uh, Killing Eve, that the Killing Eve breakout is indeed in the running. Although they didn't provide provide further details. That's cool. All right. Have you watched Killing Eve yet? No. Oh, it's so good. It is really good. Really? <laughs> it's it's, really good. That's what everybody says. She's the best part of it, so I'd, okay. I'd be happy if, if she was cast. I still need to watch Mad Max. What? Oh, that's right. You haven't. Yeah, I haven't watched Mad Max. I know. I'm slipping, dog. I'm out here rewatching Avatar. I'm out here watching Avatar. So am I. That's what I done did. I should have said that. Yeah, right. Well, well, we're not talking about that yet. No. Where you at, though? But if you, you know, uh, I will say this uh, now uh, before I forget later in the show. Uh, It was brought up uh, to me uh, that. Uh, the listeners would like to know some of the things that we are planning on doing so they can watch along with us. If we, you know, like something like ghost world, like maybe let us know a little bit and they can watch with us. So uh, we are in about a month or so going to be reviewing avatar, the last airbender season one. It is now hey. on book Netflix. one. What? Shut up. It is book one. <laughs> book one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Book one water. Uh, oh, look at you. <laughs> I'm paying attention. <laughs> how, many, how many chapters did you watch? Chapters. Get out of here. I've watched seven episodes. Ooh, I knew you'd blow through it. It's, they're 24 minutes. I know, but you're like, oh, like two months isn't enough or whatever, you know? But a like, month. Yeah, but then you watch like 10 in a day. Yeah, well, the, it's good because like, I don't want to have the pressure of I have to watch the show in two weeks. I don't know how you do it. You're always like, I drove to Walgreens and finished the last three hours of the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Um, that, uh, oh God, this is going to, okay, well, well, one more thing. Um, on that same line of thought, uh, what we are talking about next week, uh, I'll try to remember this at the end of the show. I think that makes more sense to do it at the end of the show. Next week, we are going to be re-watching and reviewing in honor of when we should have been talking about Fast 9. We're going to be reviewing the first one. Fast, the oh, Fast Jesus. and the Furious. F one. <laughs> uh, directed by John Singleton <laughs> from what, 2001. I don't remember. This is old. It's old. Um, so anyway, uh, if you guys want to watch up on that one, you can hear us talk so about. So that it. it's basically sold out at the drive-in already. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was gonna buy tickets. I forgot. They they sell out real quick over there. So all the middle all the middle spots are sold out. You can buy like a side view as of uh, a couple of days ago. I'm not about to do know. that. So. No, I'm good. No. Um, speaking of audiobooks and me listening to things quickly, so there is uh, I'm doing prep work for a new vampire game that takes place in the Dark Ages, and there's a a series of thirteen novels not game books novels that are in the vampire dark ages universe and i wanted to read them but they don't have audiobooks for them and it's a lot harder for me to find time to physically read that many books um so i figured out i was trying to find a way to just convert a te- the text of this book into an audiobook and i figured it out Ew. And it's it's relatively relatively listenable relatively <laughs> I'll see. So it sounds you like Siri. Nobody on YouTube. So nobody on YouTube has it read out. I tried. I tried. Interesting. So I haven't started to try to listen to it yet, but I, I was at my computer doing the editing for it, and I had my headphones on. I was like, I think I can listen to this. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, so yeah, it is. It is kind of like Siri. So I'll let you know as the, as. The I mean, you listen begins. to two X. So. Um, I've I've been moving to one point seven. On but if you hate the book, it's a 2x, right? No, it's the other way around. If I hate the book, I I have to drop it down a little bit because I'm not going to pay attention the faster it is. Oh. Because if, if it's if I really like it and it's good, I can pay attention to 2x. I'm not, I'm not going to miss anything. But if That's it's... Would you some... listen to Nerve at? <laughs> Ooh, we... <laughs> Nerve. Uh, <laughs> Nerve wasn't as horrible. Like, it was short. Nerve's fine. How many years ago was that? Like three, four? It hasn't been 20... I don't know. 2016. 16, yeah. But Nerve is four years ago. It's like a six-hour audiobook. The one I'm listening to right now is is like uh, 21 hours. Uh, it's... Oof. Uh, yeah, Oof. it's a big one. And no, then no, gonna, no. When I'm done with that, I'm going to move on to these custom audiobooks. We'll see if that works. Anyway, um, Netflix sets the Umbrella Academy season two premiere date with quarantine music video. After teasing the Umbrella Academy's 2020 return, Netflix has officially announced a July 31st release date for the second season of the acclaimed series. Have either of you watched Umbrella Academy season one? I have. It's been at the top of my list for like since it came out. I just haven't gotten to it. So do you actually the, the use your Netflix queue or do you? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I the, do a lot. I just I put things something new and... comes 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 along and I just forget about it. You know. Same. Same. Everyone's told me it's good though. Everyone who's watched it said it, it was is. Great. It is really good. Yeah, I like it. That's all I've heard is good things. Um. Justice League, just Justice League news. <sighs> it never Zach, ends. <laughs> Zack Snyder said to have screened the Snyder cut for Warner Brothers executives. Well, of course he did, because someone had to decide that that movie was garbage and get him off. He of chained it. them up and made them watch the movie. According to the raps, uh, Umberto Gonzalez in a in a story shared by Heroic Hollywood, Justice League director Zack Snyder recent recently held a screening of his infamous Snyder cut of the film. However, this, uh, this one wasn't just for some of the filmmakers pals as executives from Wonder Brothers have said, have are said to have been in attendance quote, something is happening with Snyder's cut of the film and discussions are currently underway reports the site. We do not know if the Snyder's cut is is preparing for a special one time only fan screening. First of all, how can it be a fan screening if no one's seen it? Okay. Uh, Or whether the film will be released (laughs) <laughs> on either streaming platforms or home media. However, a theatrical release is highly unlikely. No kidding. 
I still feel like this will come out on HBO Max at some point. Yeah, at some point. Sure, sure. Okay, here's my prediction. They, they. I feel like HBO Max doesn't have a lot going for it right now. No. And it comes out in a couple of weeks, so I feel like they'll announce if they're gonna do it, they'll announce it in the next couple of weeks before before HBO Max launches. It's not gonna. You think so? I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be there when it launches, but I think if it's gonna happen, it'll be in the next couple of weeks. You think so? That makes sense. Everyone will lose their mind. That would. I don't think that'd be the best thing to do for marketing. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you're right, but I'm not here for that. I'm not here for this. These discussions. I don't want to talk about Justice League. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about a lot more if that happens. We're oh, gonna have to review the Snyder yeah. Cut. Oh, we absolutely are. <laughs> we have to. I'm excited. And, and you know what that means, though, is that I would also have to go watch the other one. No. I, I saw it in theaters and I have not seen it since because I don't care. I think no, you're you right. I want, want to know the differences too. That yeah. compares. Oh yeah, I, yeah. That that's the easy way. Just go watch a <laughs> YouTube. Comparison. You watch a uh, uh, what was that YouTube channel we used to watch? Dylan? New rock stars. New rock, New rock stars. stars. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they would do a two-hour video on the differences. Oh, yeah, most absolutely. definitely. <laughs> um, Avatar director James Cameron reveals his guilty pleasure film. Speaking to Empire, uh, Cameron admitted he's been enjoying watching the 2002 watching uh, the 2002 movie at home and offered high praise. One of my guilty pleasure films that I actually think is quite beautifully made is Resident Evil. He holds the publication. He told the publication watching Michelle Rodriguez in that film moving like this feral creature is joyful. What does that mean? I, I don't know. James Cameron is a fool. <laughs> I thought I like, I like this article because I think it's funny that he thinks that he's like calling other people's movies guilty pleasures guilty you know? pleasures yeah when it's like avatar yeah. is a guilty pleasure if you like it you know right like i feel like avatar i know i disagree with y'all but i feel like avatar is fine but i wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure of mine because oh, i don't i don't like avatar <laughs> that's no. why i said i'm i feel differently than you do but oh gotcha gotcha I, I just feel like it's a little bit pompous to be like oh my guilty pleasure is this movie that's actually better than some of his you know right sure. absolutely um I mean, okay, so Avatar is like, oh, we've talked about Avatar. Avatar's fine. We're gonna, Avatar's when are we going to review Avatar? I mean, that's I when mean, I quit. We, we got some blanks. I mean, that's we'll, when I quit. we'll do it right after Avatar The Last Airbenders. Avatar. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, I hate it. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds ordered by CBS All Access. CBS All Access has ordered Star Trek Strange New Worlds, has ordered this uh, series. Uh, starring Anson Mount, Ethan Peck, and Rebecca Romaine as Captain Pike, Spock, and Number One. The series is set to follow them, quote, in the decade before Captain Kirk boarded the USS Enterprise as they explore new worlds around the galaxy. That's cool. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about the Star Trek stuff on the, the streaming CBS services. I don't have all access, though. I know. That's the only thing stopping me from watching it. Right. If they did like a trial of that, I'd probably watch it or I don't know. I watched one episode of Star Trek Discovery and it was really good, but then I think they did like they put it for up for free somewhere. Oh. And I was like, Well, that's it. I'm not gonna pay for Too CBS late. all access. There's nothing on it. Right. For me. Um New Percy Jackson and the Olympians live action series in the works for Disney Plus. Um author Rick Riordian Riordan. Uh, has announced that a new, quote, more faithful take on the material is coming to the streaming services. Hey, Percy Jackson fans, for the past <laughs> decade, you, you've worked hard to champion a faithful on-screen adaptation of Percy Jackson's world. Some of you have even suggested it would make a good series on Disney+. Plus. We couldn't agree more. 
I stopped there. He said Ooh. he basically just announced it. Okay. Do y'all like y'all read this no. as a kid? No. It it's it. No, I was too old for it. When I, came I watched oh, okay. the movie when I was younger. I thought it was cool. The when first one. The second. I watched bad. both movies. So the second one was bad. When, yeah. When did the, yeah. When did the book? When did the books come? But I think people who read those books don't like the movies. I think I've heard that before. Oh, the first book was in 2005? Yeah, I was 19 years old. No, I was not not interested in that. (laughs) Um, I only watch big boy movies. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, everyone went through that that little phase of like... uh, I feel like from like 15 to 25, that decade is just like... Oh, yeah. I don't watch kids stuff. Exactly. I don't want to watch cars. And then you start watching like cartoons again when you're 26. Right. 26, yeah. (laughs) Um, so I uh, no, I don't care. Um, you don't care either, Dylan. Uh, no, I'm okay. sure we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, when it gets that closer to actually coming out, three years from now. Um, never have I ever star. Um, my, mm. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, never have I ever star. My tr- my my. Tr- mm. Yep, I I'm good. I can't do it. Sorry. I've heard this spoken before, and I don't remember either. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, she explains why she won't play Kamala Khan in Ms. Marvel. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Her name is uh, difficult for me. Um, newcomer. Matrayi, uh, I think, is Mat- how Matrayi Ra- Rama, Mam- Rama Krishan. I'm sorry. Uh, delivers a standout performance in Netflix's Never Have I Ever. And having since been touted on social media as the perfect candidate to take on the role of Kamala Khan in the new Ms. Marvel TV series, uh, coming to, to coming to Disney Plus. However, the 18-year-old actress is na- has now explained why she wouldn't be, why it wouldn't be fair for her to play the Inhuman hero in the MCU. "Quote: I've seen a couple other posts on that, but honestly, no. Kamala Khan is Pakistan uh, Pakistani, and I am Tamil," the Canadian Tamil actress told Entertainment Tonight. "If there were a Tamil superhero, I wouldn't want to see a, Pakis- a Pakistani girl playing her. I would say, really, you can find anybody who is Tamil." So why would I want to do that to the Pakistani community? That wouldn't be fair. How do y'all feel cool. about this? I'm good with that because you, you hear okay that a lot. Like you'll, you'll get that a lot in a, a lot of um, Asian influenced movies. You'll get like, I can't believe they got a Chinese person to play this legendary Korean character. Like you're absolutely right. Why would they do that? Like there's plenty of yeah, crazy, crazy rich Asians was just like yes. all over, you know? It wasn't oh just... yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's more important with non-white actors. You know, like you can get Absolutely. like British people to play American. You know, I don't really right. care about that. But like, because well, the represent- representation isn't a problem for them. You know, it's not. Yeah, an I issue. feel like there's more British people actually. Like, right. But um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I feel like it's annoying that it's just like brown girl Kamala Khan. You know, right? Oh, you'd be the perfect Kamala Khan. But that is a good show. I told you guys to watch it. It's good. Yeah, it's it's on the list. Um, Green Arrow and the Canaries <laughs> said to be still, quote, very much alive at the CW, despite no series order, I'm sure. Um, yesterday, we learned that the CW will kick off its October programming in January as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. While Supergirl has been pushed back to May due to star Melissa Benoist's uh, pregnancy, uh, Superman and Lois will premiere uh, in the new year. There was no mention at all of the Arrow spinoff, Green Arrow and the Canaries. During a call with the reporter with reporters to discuss the CW's lineup, network president uh, Mark Petowitz uh, mentioned that the series is quote very much alive and that there are quote active discussions about it being ordered um, to series. However, he didn't get any more specific than that. Well, 
I feel like you got scared to say Mark Pedowitz for a second. I did. You I thought did. it was another one? I did for a second. I thought you were trying to sneak one in there. Um, no. Uh, so no one needs this show to happen. It no. I don't know. I finished no. Arrow. I can say I'm done with it. Um, Who cares? But I will say I'm very annoyed. This is comic book related. Um, they announced like all the shows and their dates and stuff, not just the DC. Of course. But they left out Katie Keene. So everyone's like, where's Katie Keene? What's happening? <gasps> and then the, the same, I think in the same interview, he was like, oh, we want to wait to see how it does on streaming. So obviously no one's watching it. Right. Um, Dang. But that's like their, I don't want to say their only good show, but like to me, wow. their only good show. I'm just saying it makes sense that, I don't know. It makes sense that a good show wouldn't do well on the same network where like, um, Riverdale, Riverdale is their sure. flagship show. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sure, sure. There's not a lot of like cross interest there, yeah. but they want the trash, man. You know, Dwayne I'm not saying Riverdale's trash. Oh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Dylan. superhero comedy ball and chain flies to Netflix. Um, we found out, yeah, right. We found out last week that Jungle Cruise co-stars uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt are set to reteam for a superhero for a superhero romantic comedy called Ball and Chain. Uh, and now the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that the project has landed at Netflix. The movie is based landed. on the, yeah, um, is based on the '90s comic book series of the same name by Scott Lobdell and has. Oh, hey. Uh, Academy Award nominated writer Emily V. Gordon from The Big Sick penning the script. Johnson and Blunt will play a super-powered couple struggling in their marriage while attempting to come to terms with the fact that their abilities only work while they're together. Ugh. What was that superhero movie with Will Smith and Charlie Theron? Oh, what's it called? Hancock. Hancock, thank you. Hancock. This reminds me of that for some reason. Why didn't we watch Hancock for the Will Smith show? That would have been like <laughs> it's a that, superhero. That's movie. on brand. We should have watched that. Um, I mean, have y'all heard of this? Always more Will Smith no, movie. I've never. No, I've never heard of Ball and Chain. It's Dollar Box. <laughs> Not anymore. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, go in your bins and look for Ball and Chain. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't care about this at all. I don't think. I don't think TV is the best medium. Oh, but you love The Rock, though. I do, I like The Rock. I you'll I care when it's on Power Rankings twenty twenty four. It's Netflix though. They quality quality. No, they're not in quantity. Quantity, yeah, quantity, <laughs> quantity. Um, Harley Quinn showrunner defends controversial Justice League Snyder Cut joke and recent episode. Ooh, I didn't hear about this. Um, recently, Harley Quinn made headlines for a scene featuring two, quote, toxic fans wearing pro-Justice League Snyder Cut and anti-Star Wars The Last Jedi t-shirts. Ooh! That's fantastic. That's Something funny. which... Um, Dylan, did you editorialize this? Something no, which offended a lot of the very sensitive people out there. The backlash against the DC Universe series was uh, sizable. And the showrunner Patrick Shoemaker uh, was uh, has now responded to the outrage. "Quote: Honestly, I put the shirts in there as an internal joke, and assumed the, the, those would never make it to the final cut." He laughs. Um, ultimately, uh, these guys were comedic to me because of how deep their toxic fandom ran, particularly the one guy. And I don't think he's representative of all Snyder Cut of all the Snyder Cut enthusiasts at all. "Quote: In truth." I had cold feet about keeping the, the shirts, but I'm glad we did at the end of the day. And the Snyder Cut fans' response has been outstanding. Such great sports. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, right. So, 
That's this hilarious. Show, this, this, this episode was like bookended for no reason by two guys being like, like just searching through DC Universe app and then deciding to watch Harley Quinn. And they're like, no, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch that, you know, female liberal <laughs> agenda, agenda show. Oh, wow. Fantastic. It was very, it was very on the nose. The show is, I still like this show. I'll go to bat for it. That's um, pretty funny. I, I'm here for that kind of content. Yeah, I'm here yeah. for it too. I mean, I'm, I should have linked the scene. I'm not really interested in watching the Harley Quinn show, but like, I think that's hilarious. I'm here. I'm gonna watch it at some point. HBO it's Max, good. maybe. And like continuing, continuing our podcast bet Saga. news. The New Mutants has been given a new release date and will now hit theaters. After numerous delays and rumors that the movie would be released straight to VOD, Disney has given Josh Boone's The New Mutants a new theatrical release date. It will now make its way into theaters August 28th, 2020. No, it won't. The the New Mutants um, news, more news. uh, The version coming to theaters in August is the same one test audiences saw in 2017. Jesus. Apparently the plan was to add new characters and change the film's tone. Um, but the Hollywood Reporter has now confirmed that they that they never took place. As a result, the uh, the film remains largely what test audiences saw back in 2017, but with finished visual effects. In other words, we're getting the cut director Josh Boone originally delivered to Fox before the studio decided to make a host of changes. That's probably for the best, honestly. It's better. Yeah, it's definitely. definitely better to not cobble together a movie. Um, Justice League. Yeah. Right. Um, isn't it sad that they're like spent years delaying it because they planned on fixing it and then right it's like you know what we're good like is that disney do you think fox would have fixed it and disney was like i'm not gonna put any more money into this oh yeah most definitely right or disney had the idea to put characters from the marvel universe in there and then they they effed up that would be weird maybe deadpool Um, will show up so that reminds me. So, have you either of you ever seen The Exorcist to the beginning or Dominion prequel to The Exorcist? They're both released theatrically. No. Do you know the deal with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm looking up the beginning because I feel like I've seen that. Um, so, well, they're the same movie. So, Dominion prequel to The Exorcist was released in 2005. Oh, no, I haven't. So, either. Okay, so Exorcist the beginning was released in 2004. Um, and it was retooled from a completed Dominion prequel to The Exorcist, which the studio thought was so terrible that they had to take the footage away from the director and remake it and make their new movie called Exorcist The Beginning. Exorcist The Beginning comes out and bombs horribly. So they (laughs) released Dominion prequel to The Exorcist the following year and pretend people aren't going to notice that, hey, this is basically the same movie we just saw. So that that is an example of the same movie getting basically released twice. So it's going to be, that's the original Snyder Cut. Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> a That's marginally exactly different movie was re-released. That's exactly what happened. It's like there was a fan outcry to get the original movie that wasn't retooled, and it was also just terrible, too. Um, that's the Not joke. saying that's what will happen with uh, that's Zack definitely, Snyder, That's absolutely what will happen. I'll say it. Well, it'll be, well, okay. I mean, it'll be better, probably, because it'll be more cohesive, but it still will It can't be, be worse. Yeah. I mean... Or will it, though? Will, will it still have, like, the mustache? Well, no, they, they oh, won't because they went please. back and filmed that later, right? Yeah. Did they? Oh, that's unfortunate. Hmm. 
Um, anyway, Swamp Thing will air on the CW, but there are currently no plans for new episodes. No, it's it's coming back. It's coming back. Uh, we have good and bad news for DC for fans of DC <laughs> Universe's prematurely canceled Swamp Thing. The good news is that the broadcasting rights to the series have now been picked up by the CW, and the network plans to air the first and only season at some point. <laughs> the bad news is that no new episodes are in the works. Well, yeah, I know people like that. I don't. Yeah, a lot of people like the show. Well, I don't some know, people I was like just, it. N- Nico was just talking about it, I think, and he was like, and he didn't like it. Okay, so I don't know. Um, I don't see how that's good news though for the fans. Like, guess what? It's airing on CW. Like, right? Cool. I mean, you assume more people are gonna watch it on CW. Yeah. I don't think there's a chance that CW will be like. I guess no, if what, a ton of people it watched it. No, it I doesn't think... seem very CW though. That show. I think there's no way. Like, look at him. He's not cute at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's <laughs> yeah. the sepia tone? Where's the, it doesn't look like an Instagram filter. It's not nearly blurry enough. You're right. Uh, wow. Doom Patrol season two set to premiere. This ju- I, I'm reading this and I can see I have two monitors and I see on the left hand side Dylan's camera just like going wild over here in the corner as I was trying to read the headline. Yeah, yeah, doing that. Uh, Doom Patrol season two sets to premiere this June as HBO Max unveils summer slate. Um, HBO Max reveals its second slate of premium Max originals, which, which will be available to view after the streaming service's May 27th launch. It includes a June premiere date for Doom Patrol Season 2. Um, also on the slate are Esme and Roy, Search, Search Party Season 3, Adventure Time Distant Lands, BMO, or BMO, excuse me, um, Expecting Amy, The House of Ho, and An American Pickle. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that pickle, pickle Rick? Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be pickle. Rick. You can have pickle in your name now. It's all pickle, Rick. Jeez. Uh, all right. Are you going to get HBO Max? Well, yes. yeah, I already have HBO. I already. Oh, have and it. you're going to automatically get rolled over, right? Yeah, probably. I don't see. They why have I a wouldn't. promo going on where I think it's eleven ninety nine instead of yeah, fourteen ninety nine, something like that. Yeah. I'm okay. thinking about it. There's only one show, really, one drama that comes out. It's like an Anna Kendrick. Well, it, it's, I want all the Cartoon Network stuff. It's the so. same price as HBO Go, right? Like, yeah. Why would I not then? Like, but these are adding up. Right, but I mean, but if I already have HBO, it's on which only has expense. HBO on it. There's no reason not to roll over to the better service. That's true. Um, You're right. Yeah. Also, this is my complaint about Doom Patrol. Do you see that picture of Cyborg? Yes. Isn't his eye way too low? Like his robotic yes, eye. It is. It yes. bothers me so much watching it. I don't get it. It's a glaring error. Glaring. Anyway, Doom Patrol is a good show. Maybe they'll fix it. Uh-huh. It's odd. Um, yeah. Sandman Audible. Uh, I'm sorry. Sandman Audible drama enlists A-list cast. Um, before, <laughs> Dylan. Before Neil Gaiman's seminal DC Vertigo comic series, The Sandman, is brought to life in live action on Netflix, Fans will get to experience the first three volumes, Preludes and Nocturnes, The Doll's House, and Dream Country uh, of the story in audible form. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter is now, has now revealed the cast of the upcoming adaptation, and there are some big names involved. James McAvoy will provide the voice for uh, voice of Dream uh, slash Morpheus, and he'll be joined by Justin Vivian Bond as Desire, Kat Dennings as Death, Miriam Margoyles, uh, Margulies as uh, Despair, uh, Michael Sheen as Lucifer and Andy Serkis as Matthew the Raven. Well, that's awesome. I'm in for there's that. There's more. There's more big 
big names too, but they don't know who they're playing. But we doing a show on that? I'm here for that. That's cool. You got Audible? Yeah, we doing it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I I I I loved the lock and key one. Um, thought that was really fun. So I forgot they did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mandalorian season two adds Timothy Oliphant and Katie Sackhoff. The, uh, the second season of The Mandalorian has reportedly added Battlestar Galactica <laughs> alum Katie Sackhoff <laughs> as a live-action incarn- uh, incarnation of a fan-favorite character she voiced in The Clone Wars. Bo- uh, Bo- Bo-Katan cries? Crazy? Crazy. Cries? I don't know. Bo-Katan cries? Is that how you say it? You guys watch Clone Wars. That's, that's so Star Wars-y. Yeah, it is. I hate... I hate Star Wars names like that. I hate them. <laughs> You'd uh, rather just have IG-88. Yes, just give me... And yeah, letters. Right? Well, just numbers and letters are just like names that are not hard. Like Mace Windu reads very easily, you know? Even like prequel, like Plo Koon. You know? Just, You're right. Know. Yeah. Ahsoka Tano. Um, and, what, and, it, and, and it's Ahsoka or not, and not Ashoka, right? It's Ahsoka, yeah. Mm-hmm. As um, Hoka. Oh, also in that previous one, did you say Timothy Oliphant? Also? I did. Yeah, but okay. he, yes, uh, I didn't read the part where it says uh, the Deadwood and Justified alum, T- Timothy Oliphant, uh, whose role is being kept under wraps. We combined two articles. I was like, we don't need separate ones for that. No. Um, Ahsoka Tano uh, is rumored to be in development for Disney Plus following the Mandalorian appearance. Luke Cage star Rosario Dawson is set to appear in the Clone Wars break as the uh, breakout character Ahsoka Tano in the Mandalorian season two, but a new rumor points to the Jedi Knight also getting her own TV series. Um, Scooper Daniel <laughs> RPK via CBR has claimed that an Ahsoka T- Tano TV show uh, of some kind is in development at Disney Plus. Well, okay, not surprising anybody. Oh my god! I know that's not like why is that shocking? So much news. Yeah, not at Bo- all. No, not we've been talking about this for over a month um boba fett project also rumored to be in development uh we talked about this Boo. um we learned That's that tamiria morrison who played boba fett in season two of the mandalorian is going to get a tv show um mark hamill surprised uh surprised by divided star wars fan base reflects on quote bittersweet experience with the sequels he says quote i don't know when over the period of time fandom became so contentious he started <laughs> uh but then, but people are really opinionated, opinionated, and you can't help but be opinionated yourself because you have lived with the character for so long. I mean, he can say this now, but he was like talking crap about the Last Jedi before Rise of Skywalker came out. So, like, I'm not, yep. I'm not here for you it. You feel the fire, you know? He did. He totally did. And fandom like, well, has Mark always, Hamill doesn't like it, right? Exactly. As if like he has any sort of credibility. Like, I mean, he's the actor that plays Luke Skywalker. Like. But in his defense, I don't think he ever really said it was bad or anything. He just, I think he said like he wished that the, like Luke Han and Leia like had reunited or something. Right. And then everyone took that as he hates The Last Jedi. But right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We could get into a whole Is he just discussion. now realizing that Star Wars fans are contentious? I mean, that's been that way since forever. Like, that's. Not on the internet, probably, so must be nice. Well, I mean, like, you hear old stories of fan conventions, and, like, um, they've, they've joked about it on many TV shows and things like that, of, like, nerd fans taking things too far and asking weird questions and, you know, well, this is better. Oh, this is better. Like, it's not anything new. Um, 
It's just yeah. that everyone's just louder because they have the internet. But we could get into a whole um, debate about this because I have a, an I have an opinion about. Well, oh my God, what is that background? Uh, well, they- <laughs> um, about like people holding actors um, who have no real creative control other than their character, a little bit of their character, like to some as some sort of regard about. Mark Hamill's not an authority on Star Wars. He was sure. Luke. He was an actor that played Luke Skywalker. And now, I mean, I know he brought a lot of stuff to that role. However, like, I don't know. He's not... I, he, he's, he's not, not much, the director. Or no, the he, he didn't write it. He didn't direct it. He didn't produce it. Like, yeah. I don't know. You're right. But um, that's... I mean, I know that's sort of a mild hot take. Um, Star Wars Storyhead tells fans to calm down over continuity as, quote, it's all fake anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that went over well. Um, according to Lucasfilm, Story Group creative executive Mar- Matt Martin, continuity in canon might not matter. In fact, he's told fans that they need to take a chill pill because, quote, it's all fake anyway, so you can choose to accept whatever you want as part of the story. So to summarize, there is a reason we need to internally know what is and what isn't canon so we can keep our line of official storytelling as aligned as possible. But that doesn't mean fans can't individually pick and choose what they want to accept as true. I take a little bit of umbrage with that for sure. Like, I think like there does need to be some sort of, if you're going to be, there's need to be some sort of overarching theme or, you know, continuity. Like if these movies are going to touch on the same things and share the same characters and share the same universe it's like you know i don't know i know but something about him saying it's all fake anyway just makes me happy you know it's true i agree uh i agree but but i do agree that like maybe they should just have like a label for canon you know okay okay so they used to um back in the old uh back in the old days um back when they had the novels and stuff they were the canon was based i don't uh, someone will be mad at me for getting this wrong but the canon was based on colors um, and they would have like three levels of canon. It's like green, orange, and red. I for, I don't remember what the difference is. Is like green is movies, which is the highest tier, and then yellow is like most books that were approved by George Lucas. And then like then it's like you know video games down here, and then it's like it's levels of acceptability in canon. Um, and then I can that, see why they wouldn't want to do that though, because then you you're basically labeling things as like you don't need this, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. I see why they got, why they got um, rid of it, but that did used to be a thing. Um, with is it hard to just make everything canon? Um, yeah, because when you're going to have something as big as Star Wars and as many Star Wars properties as there are, they don't want to have a staff of people policing continuity. Um, well, maybe if everything wasn't in the Skywalker saga, they, it wouldn't be that hard, you know? Exa- well, yeah, exactly. Like if everything has to tie back to freaking Palpatine, like, or Vader or any other character you've seen in the original trilogy, then yeah, it's going to be difficult. But with this high Republic stuff, that's a bunch of new stuff. All the Knights of the old Republic stuff that was new. None of that tied into the new stuff. And that, and that's why those things were so good because they could tell their own story without having to rely on the Skywalker. But then you need an original story, you know? Well, that's just, that's too much. And no one wants that. That's too much to ask for. Well, now that we've already been talking for um, that's it uh, an hour, uh, here we are for Scoob. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's it for the news. There was a ton of news this week because we didn't do very much last week because of uh, we had to talk about three movies. Uh, but so Scoob. I'm okay to out. do a lot of news and less Scoob. 
I mean, you're not wrong. Wow. Um, Scoob came out this past Thursday. Uh, originally, like we said at the top of the show, was supposed to be released uh, in theaters, and it was actually considered as one of our power rankings movies. But then we bailed on it for various reasons. Um, and this is one of those, you know, rent it for expensive movies, and then I'm sure soon we'll be own it for slightly less expensive movies. Um, it is directed by uh, Tony Servone, uh, who directs uh, Scooby and Tom and Jerry cartoons. Written by uh, Kelly Furman Craig, who wrote Edge of Seventeen, which I don't know if I know what that is. That's a good movie. Okay, what what is it? It's a. It has um. Haley Steinfeld and oh yeah yeah yeah, it's okay. like a coming of age teen drama. Right. No, is it? Okay, I I have not seen that one, but I know I know what movie that is. It's critically acclaimed. Okay, um, this was released this past Thursday on for twenty five dollars to own. Excuse me, uh, and the Rotten Tomatoes currently, as of this recording, is fifty five percent critics, sixty eight percent audience, which is pretty low for a kids movie. Mm-hmm. Um, those movies tend to tend to get like kid gloves no pun intended you know um starring will forte as shaggy uh zach efron as fred um amanda seyfried as daphne gina rodriguez as velma mark Wahlberg as blue was that i didn't realize oh, marky mark, mark i didn't know yeah no clue. and <laughs> jason isaacs as dick dastardly and frank welker as scooby-doo um were you guys fans of scooby growing up did you like were you big fans as kids or anything like that I, watched I definitely it. was. I, I definitely was too. I was a huge Scooby Doo fan. I had toys. And who who I, didn't watch Scooby Doo? Right. I mean, it's it's great. Scooby Doo is good, and it's still going strong. They still put out multiple animated things a year. Um, Scooby Doo meets. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, Scooby Doo meets everybody. <laughs> Oof. Um, sorry, Dylan is changing his backgrounds to uh, interesting choices. Um, what are your thoughts on the modernization of these Scooby-Doo properties? Like that, you know, he's, he's hanging out with John Cena now, you know, and uh, all types I think of cool, other, man. yeah. I, why not? Cause Scooby, it does get a little old. It's the same sure. thing. Over I mean, you have again. to make it modern for the times, right? So yeah. Like I think I, I wanted to watch the um, crossover with supernatural, but I, I missed it. But Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot they did that. But I definitely want to watch it. I probably will at some point. But uh, do do we know how this did? Um, if for making not it... really yet, it's too it it's too out. early. They're gonna have, they're gonna have to. Warner Brothers is gonna have to put an article out like tro- Trolls did, you know, saying how good it did. Oh. We'll know it's number one. I'm sure it's number one on iTunes now. So I'm sure okay. it'll be number one on next week's list. But who knows? Yeah, I liked the modernization though. I haven't seen. I haven't seen, I don't think, any Scooby-Doo other than the original. I could be wrong. There's probably oh, wow. something. I know there's a new show that came out oh. like two years ago that people really like. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Or Mystery Inc. People really okay. like that one. It's on Netflix. Um, I was thinking about watching that. But I thought they were appropriately updated. Like it was still... Sure. You could clearly tell who was who, but just like Freddy's wearing a bomber now, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And they I'm- have fun. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely okay with all those changes. Like I, it, you have to adapt, and you can't just keep making the same crap over and over again. Um, right. But what did you think about the actual movie itself? I I, I have mixed feelings about it. You go first, Michael. Okay. Negative yeah. First. Yeah. I'll be the most negative. I was 
colossally bored doing this movie. <laughs> I feel like um, it was definitely for young children and not for like some of the movies, like I've seen Scooby-Doo meets kiss. That's definitely built for a adult kiss fan in mind while still being able to be enjoyable by kids. There's not like squares or anything in it, but like, um, you know, it's definitely written for an adult in mind. Uh, this is, I feel definitely not um, when like the blue Falcon is like dabbing and doing the Fortnite. Dance <laughs> and, like, How dare you? Okay. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, I laughed. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I laughed, but I feel like this is for children and stoners. Oh, you might be right. That, that's that's sort of where I'm at. I feel like it's like kind of like Teen Titans Go, but a little step up from that. No, it's of... not that kitty. No, I'm mean, a step up it's from that, that level of kitty, but I think it's definitely for like twelve and under. Oh. But uh, what about or you, Dylan? And children. Or yes, or uh, people who like myself consume all Scooby Doo. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought. I, like I said, I really liked the updates. I thought the animation was really good. I liked the style. I liked how they... Yeah, it looks really good. They were less, like, caricatures, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, I don't like... One thing I hate about the... Not that I hate, but I think it's too repetitive about the cartoon is that everyone does the exact same thing every episode, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone was a little bit more varied this time, um, had more dimension. I didn't like... My biggest complaint about the movies, I didn't like the mystery. Like, Me neither. It... I was really bored by it. Like I liked, I really liked the opening. I was like, the opening was with uh, Shaggy and Scooby meeting, and then them as kids doing like right, a right, little right. mini mini mystery. And I was like, "Ooh, this movie's gonna be good" because I like that. I did too. And then, and then, I just really didn't like the story. Like I, I feel like all the ingredients were there for something that I would really like, but then like the story was not compelling to me. I agree with I you. I couldn't even tell you much about the mystery now. Me, me Can we either. spoil this, by the way? Oh, yeah. Spoilers for Scoob, if you care. Like, I feel um, like hey. listeners won't believe me when I say the plot of this movie is Simon Cowell ruins their friendship. And then yes, they. That's basically it. <laughs> yes. And then they I split mean, up, and Scooby is like a magic descendant of an ancient uh, god. dog. God dog. <laughs> and he has to open a portal. And then they, it turns out it's Simon Cowell, but then it's not. And Simon Cowell's <laughs> playing himself in this movie. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I played Rum Tum Tugger in high school. Or I, I had a thought the other day. I, I feel like this feels like the, like if it's a show, this is like late in the show. You know? Oh, yeah. Like once they've like the established series. everything and they're like, oh, let's so try, sure, sure. they're like, let's try something new. Like, let's make it an action movie, you know, with no mystery. Sure. Like, where was Freddy's plan? I know I just said I hate how they do the same thing, but, like, Fred didn't have a plan. Right. I don't know. I haven't watched Scooby in a while, but they kind of tried to give Daphne a role, like the the heart. No, not the heart. The – I don't even remember. It was so thin. Um, She was the face or the – yeah, yeah. She was like the – what do they say? She was was the people person. or something. Empathy. The people's the person, person, yeah, empathy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, that's just a common human trait that right. most people should have. It's like <laughs> I'm smart, and then I have empathy. I'm not a sociopath. Um, oh god! But, yeah, that's my complaint. Boring story. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like the movie at all. I'm not. I would never watch it again. I. Uh, what about you, Ron? 
I thought the movie was fine. Uh, I think it feels like uh, like I was watching Scooby Doo from back in the day. Just a little updated, obviously. I like sure. the animation. Oh, the, um, it, the animation was good. I like the uh, opening setup scene where they were basically just they did the opening scene from the original Scooby Doo movie, but all the animations just mm-hmm. new. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super dope. Um, yeah, I like this movie, man. I this is definitely a kids movie for sure. This yeah. isn't like uh like Adventure Time or Rick and Morty or whatever. Like it's definitely not for adults. But I got some type of enjoyment out of it. If anything, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just starved for content. So like anything, and I'm like, that was good. I don't know, but sure. Like I said, it's not bad. I don't think the movie's bad. It's just definitely for kids. Yeah, definitely is. Um, I wanted more of the team together. The song, so, like they were split up yeah. the whole movie. They were split up the whole movie, more or less. And the three that got the least screen time are my favorite characters. So Shaggy uh, and sure. Scooby are unpopular opinion are my least favorite characters in Scooby Doo. So I don't know. I like okay. how Shaggy didn't talk as stupid though in this one. Yes, know? I did. I appreciate yeah. it. He wasn't. Do as you much feel like Scooby was too clear the way he was speaking? Yes, he enunciated too really? much. Really? Okay. I thought it was just as normal as usual. I got Maybe used to it as it went, but he was more, I don't know, like, the way, the way he talked was easier to understand. I also haven't watched old school Scooby-Doo in forever, so. I feel like old school Scooby-Doo is more like, rrr, 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 you know, and this one was just like a guy doing a Scooby voice. Sure, sure, but sure. Who knows? I like Latina Velma, too. I don't know if that's been a thing for a while, either. Yeah, I don't but, know where that came from, but that's, that's super cool. I was down with yeah. it. So... When it's a streaming movie, we do, you know, do you stream it? Will you subscribe to it? What do we do here? It's a PVOD. Is it worth the $25 to own this movie? I would say no, unless you have children. Or Yes, if you have children. Yeah, yes, if you and have if children. you got kids or you're a Scooby enthusiast. Or you're a Scooby fan, yeah, for sure. I think you'll like it if you love Scooby-Doo. If you, sure. if or you if you're really, really bored. Yeah, or really high, I think, as well. Damn, Michael, you over here pushing that. Well, it's, 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 it's funny because like uh, Brandon was text, well, not texting me. He was in store asking me today. Uh, he's like, so you saw, so you watch Scooby? It's like, yeah. It's like, all right, I read this tweet, and I want you to tell me if this was like a crap post <laughs> or like a real post. Okay. And he did the thing. I was like, he was like, is he actually like is Scooby like the descendant of like this Alexander the Great's dog or something? I was like. Yeah, dude, that happened. He's like, what? What is this movie? I gotta watch this. So, I mean, it was solid. It was solid movie. I don't get the point of the Simon Cowell stuff. Me neither. It's, <laughs> they just put Simon Cowell in the movie. He's like, eh, let's get somebody. Get, that was to entertain the adults. Like, eh, well, throw Simon Cowell in the that movie. That was our joke? That, that was the adult joke. And they referenced cats. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. That's about it. I would have liked more adult humor. I agree. Like, under the radar, you know, right. grown up jokes. Yeah, we didn't really get any that's of that. The, just, that's the T. That's the T. Um, so if you if you're predisposed to liking Scooby Doo, I'd say check it out. Or if you have kids, it's, it's definitely a good watch with the with the whole family. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I'd say skip it. Dang. Dang. I'd watch another movie like this though if they did a sequel. Yeah, I would too. I would, I would hope I, I would hope that it would get better, but I, I don't want to watch this again. If this movie was exactly the same, but was like spooky and had a mystery, I would love it. 
you know so if, sure. if another movie does that i'd be i'd be cool with that yeah i guess really my biggest problem was that the story was was really boring to me i mean that's a pretty big problem yeah i guess the biggest problem is that the entire story was crap you know <laughs> um anyway i feel like it's hard to update things and keep it recognizable and please everyone you know Th- that is true that is true they but did I'm, a good job of that I'm not a scooby purist <laughs> at all um where's thought, fred's ascot i know god <laughs> not, hashtag not my fred ruin scooby-doo yeah wow ruin did, did ryan johnson do, get a hold of this i'm sure he did <gasps> sure he had a pass really of the script uh, he pun- came in to punch up some uh, some dialogue um and margot robbie too of course wow <laughs> anyway that's gonna do it for us this week so i want to make sure you guys know uh if you want to follow along with us at home to go watch 2001 i'm just making that year up. i hope that's right 2001's fast and the furious the very first one we're watching that movie might even be before that when the movie came out the john singleton one the first one uh go watch it we're gonna be reviewing it next week because we can't review fast nine so here we are the other one is correct yes thank you dylan (laughs) um that's gonna do it for us this week we really appreciate all the support guys later guys it's ron this is dylan and i'm michael we'll see you next time